Finishing off the muster for the working week, this is Friday afternoon with Craig Cumming, former Black Cap Sky Sport cricket commentator, and as well he fills in on Gold AM with the Country Sport Breakfast from time to time as well. G'day Craig, welcome to the muster. G'day mate, pleasure to be on, pleasure to be on. Yeah, great to have you on, thanks for making your time available. As we look at the cricket world at the moment, uh, New Zealand women's cricket, a bit of turbulence, Amy Sathwaite dumped by New Zealand cricket from her contract with no real good reason given. No, it's an interesting one. It's certainly one that I personally wouldn't have predicted. Um, and, you know, whether you agree with it or not, they've made a big call. Um, the question you have is is that, you know, she's still you know, performing pretty well. Uh, yes, they didn't perform as well as they'd like in the World Cup, but uh, the next thing is who's the person going to be replacing her and, and at what level are they at? And at the moment, I, I look at Amy Sathwaite and, and who they're going to be replacing her with, and there's a big, big gap. So, yep, it's a big call. The hard thing as well is that, they haven't actually announced the new coach, uh, who the new coach, the White Fern, is going to be. And um, the, does that coach actually believe that as well? Um, I don't think they've had a say in the selections. And, um, you know, will they come in and whoever it be, he or she, and say, hey, actually, no, I want Amy Satterthwaite. So, you know, it, it's a big one. It's never, it's never a right time to probably get rid of a, a legend of your game. Um, you know, and Amy Satterthwaite is that from a New Zealand point of view. But they've decided that they want to go with a youth strategy and, um, you know, we'll just see how it's going to take some, it's going to take a bit of pain before they get gain, I think. This is almost like New Zealand cricket's or women's cricket's uh, back shelfed moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, Amy Satterwaite's got a wonderful record. Um, she's been a genuine great of the game and, um, you know, so they've made a decision and, and probably a very quick decision um, about, you know, dropping her from a contract list. You can understand maybe if she's in the contracts and then eventually doesn't get picked in the playing 11. But the only thing I'd say about the Buck Shelford one, I think Grizz Wiley, wasn't it, um, who was the one in charge? At least the coach made that decision. At the moment, you've got last year's selectors um, and the former coach of the White Ferns who um, has finished his contract, gone back into New Zealand cricket. These three people have made this call um, and as I said, ben, and your coach isn't part of that. Well, the new coach isn't part of it. So we'll just see how it plays out because if I was going to be coaching the White Ferns, um, I certainly would want Amy Sathwaite to be part of it for a start anyway, well, over a transition period. But maybe it's come from above. Maybe even the bigger parts of play have come to say and, and people above them have actually said this is what they have to do. Your yeah, coaching's a buzzword now for former Kiwi cricketers. Talking about coaching, Brendan McCullum going to the UK for England for the Test team. Daniel Vittori crossing the ditch to go and join the arch enemy Aussies. Uh, what do you make of it? Well, it shows how you know. I suppose how well they're doing. Um, and you know, it's, uh, what concerns me is um, you know we're, we're losing resources overseas um, from within New Zealand, but then we seem to be replacing. Uh, roles within New Zealand with overseas players and um, you know I'm a, I'm a coach as well I'm involved in that space and you know um, I suppose at what stage do we say you know how can we keep a hold of people like Brendan McCullum in our own system how do we keep a hold of Daniel Vittori in our own system especially if we are uh, importing coaches from overseas so it's great for them um, I know both those guys very well um, they'll do really really good jobs Brendan's got the biggest job of the lot uh, running England, but they've employed him for his personality. They've employed him for the the character that he is and what they want him to get England to. So uh, to me, it's a great appointment. But I do worry a wee bit, Andy. Just uh, you know, I don't want to see all our coaches going overseas and, and not using them here in New Zealand. Comes down to money, though, doesn't it? I mean, New Zealand just can't compete. Yeah, I think that's a it's a fair point. Um, you know what you get, and also. You know, at the moment, we've got a model where, and I think it might change, you know, we've got the one coach. Um, obviously, for Brendan, he's he's only the Red Bull coach. Daniel Vittori 
slightly different. It's Australia. He's doing. Um, he's an assistant coach. But yeah, they their, their, I'd say their salary they're on would be certainly far more exaggerated than uh, what you get here in New Zealand. So without a doubt, I mean, you just got to compare the players. I think I just saw the Australian contracted list come out, and their number one player, Pat Cummins. Yeah. I, th- I think he's on Andy two point two million. Yeah, I and read that's that. His contract. And then Kane Williamson would probably be our number one, and his contract, um, the number one contract for New Zealand cricket, I think would be about two hundred and forty thousand. So it's ten times more than our best cricketer in New Zealand. It's a staggering figure, isn't it? But like they talk about revenue for the world game, the ICC, especially the BCCI in their back pockets. You've got England, you've got Australia as well. Um, that's where the bulk of the revenue comes from. So unfortunately, they call the shots. Oh, it's, it's so much. It's to do with, yeah, I mean, your TV rights and, and all those sort of things. So obviously our players benefit from the IPL, and that's one of the reasons why it's been important for them because that's a way of them getting a bit of a quality on the pay scales. But, you know, we, we get very good money out of our Indian series when they play here, and then New Zealand cricket make that through the TV rights. Um, Australia, obviously, but we don't get to play them enough. Um, whereas they have, they are the, the marquee side. So whenever they play wherever around the world, um, their TV rights command big money. So that goes to Australian cricket, and obviously their turnover is far greater than New Zealand cricket, so they have more money available. So, yeah, it's just economy of scales. It's pretty simple, but... Um, as I said, um, you know, Kane Williams is still going okay. Don't get me wrong; I don't think he's struggling to put food on the table. Yeah. But it does show the difference when it uh, comes to um, you know the way they are rewarded. But also, the big one, Andy, is they've got so much more money at the moment for resourcing as well. Um, and uh, you know, all their coaches full time, you know, their domestic coaches and all those sort of things. So the flow on effects big. And just finally, Craig, the IPL, the beast and the juggernaut that is the Indian Premier League. Uh, Trent Bolt and Lockie Ferguson, I believe, are involved in the finals. So it's this one hell of a competition. Regardless of your thoughts of T20 cricket, you can't argue with how big it is on a worldwide sporting scale. No, you can't. And actually, India don't care how anyone else will use it. I know I talk to a lot of people in New Zealand and they say, oh, I just can't get into it. Um, India don't care. You know, <laughs> they've got... They've got a billion people. Um, and if you count the up, you know, the rest of the subcontinent watching it, it is simply massive. And, yeah, Trent Bolt, he's there with the Royals. And also, um, you know, they've had a strong side, a strong season. And then Lockie Ferguson's probably been the other best-performed New Zealander. He's with the new side. So a new team into the IPL have made the final, um, which is good. The only problem for us is that means Trent Bolt's not getting to England, maybe for the first Test match. So... Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge tournament. I'd love to get over there, Andy, and actually be able to watch a few of those games. I was meant to go... Literally uh, two weeks before after lockdown, when we first went into lockdown two years ago, we were off to India with a, a school team. And uh, part of that, actually, we were going to do the Rajasthan Games. And unfortunately, we missed that opportunity. So hopefully, might be able to get that on the list in the future. Craig Cumming, thanks very much for your time on the mustery. Appreciate it. Anytime, mate. Laugh out loud with Ag Proud, because life on the land can be a laughing matter. Brought to us by Beef and Lamb NZ. The town fathers were looking for a way to increase attendance and participation at their regular meetings. One member suggested bringing in a hypnotist. The officials agreed. A fabulous hypnotist was hired, publicly distributed, and everyone was pleased. A few weeks later, the meeting hall was packed, and the town's packed people sat fascinated as the hypnotist withdrew a pocket watch. The hypnotist began chanting, Watch the watch, watch the watch, watch the watch. The crowd became mesmerised as the watch swayed back and forth, back and forth, light gleaming off its polished surface. Hundreds of pairs of eyes followed the swaying watch until suddenly the hypnotist's fingers slipped and the watch fell to the floor. Shit, said the hypnotist. 
It took three weeks to clean up the town hall. That is a muster done and dusted for another week. Thanks very much for your company. My name's Andy Muir. Thanks to Peter Genetics. Have a great weekend, Southland. See you on Monday. Go the Landers. Hey.